I told Father Andrew that if he fell asleep during the homily, that was all okay with me. I said, it would not be the first time. Uh, not with him, I mean others. <laughs> and of course, while we are gathered here at St. Leopold Friary, um, many of the friars and also uh, some laity here, um, many of the sisters and, um, are here um, have said that they are with us in prayer today as we uh, honor and celebrate the feast day of Saint Andrew. When early on, it was Father Andrew and I and Father Pio were giving a parish mission, and I was there, and I was introducing our little group. It was just three of us, and I says, you know what, you have a special group here today. I says, we have Father Andrew Apostoli, we have Father Pio Mandato, and I says, we have Father Glenn Sudano. And he says, it's interesting. I says, because Father Apostoli, Apostoli, Apostolos, it means to be sent. And I said, Father Pio Mandato. I says, Mandato in Italian means to be sent. And it says, Sudano or Sudano in Italian means they sweat. <laughs> so I says, the first two were S-E-N-T and I'm S-C-E-N-T. But a Christian is one who has, according to St. Paul, a fragrant smell. And indeed, when we are baptized, we are uh, anointed on the crown of our head, priest, prophet, and king with the sacred chrism, also for confirmation and obviously for, for ordination. And uh, there's this pleasing fragrance. And, um, and we know that when we preach the gospel, and today we're speaking about preachers, and it's, it's very appropriate that uh, this is the feast day of Father Andrew, because it's, uh, the, the readings are uh, about being, um, uh, how can they call on him in whom they have not believed, and how can they believe in whom they have not heard, and how can they hear without someone to preach? And so we are honoring today someone um, who is the great preacher, and um, and we know that the, the word of the Lord goes um, uh, out throughout the whole world. Uh, the gospel is preached throughout the whole world. And in fact, Father Benedict, of course, and Father Andrew have done that on EWTN. And so whether it's in um, Jersey or Germany or Nigeria, there are people hearing the gospel coming from the lips of, um, of these evangelists and um, one of whom is uh, in heaven. And, um, but we, we all know that the gospel is most effectively preached, not simply just by the lips. We have plenty of preachers that do that, um, but with our lives, not saying, telling you anything that you don't know already. And, um, but it, we become the living Bible. We become a parable in which, which teaches people uh, the, the good news. It's, it's not necessarily what we say, but it's also what we don't say. It's what we do and what we don't do. It's by the witness of our lives, and this is why when we encounter people who not simply just say beautiful things, but live beautiful things, it's, uh, it's very powerful. Um, Fulton Sheen, I'm not sure whether you've heard of him, 
He says, if you cannot give an example of what you're saying, you don't know what you're saying. If you can't give an example of what you're saying, you don't know what you're saying. And this is why the, while one can give many different examples, but one becomes the example. One lives the gospel. One becomes the good news. Once again, not for coming not from the lips, but from the life of the evangelist and of the apostle. And this is why once we, we think that the words of the gospel are important, and it is true that we, our Lord came to us and he taught us eternal truths, but our Lord was not some type of oriental guru that somewhat appeared and sort of sat on a pillow in a cave somewhere and, and, and sort of just gave sort of nice wisdom. Uh, that's simply not enough. Uh, what if we might think that Christ um, came down out of a castle? And he gave us the parables, he gave us the, the, taught us the Our Father, he gave us the Beatitudes, he, all the things that we, we, we know, that, that we heard from the lips of Christ that, that uh, we would had. But there was no cave in Bethlehem. There was no carpenter shop. Um, there, was, there was no cross. So he just simply just appeared and then he disappeared. Once again, we have all the knowledge of our, of our faith, but we don't have the example and the witness of this, these words being made flesh in the life of our Lord. And so this is why when we're honoring a person, yes, we're honoring them for not only for what they say, but what they, what they put into practice. And this is why our gathering today is, is, is bittersweet, but it's a, it's a joyful gathering is because we ourselves have witnessed, we, we have smelled, you know, we, we have sensed this, this uh, evident uh, integrity, this evident holiness, this evident goodness and, and gentleness and, 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 and truthfulness. The good news is good for us. In the, uh, the Magnificat, um, uh, there was a um, little reflection by Father Moynihan, an Irish Dominican priest who died just in 1998. But he says this, which I think is very appropriate. He says, God always works for the best. He always works for the good of the universe as a whole, but can I be sure that he is working for my own personal good? Am I sure that this sickness, this temptation, this sudden injury, this failure, this pain, this fatal illness is permitted by God for my good? God is always a faithful God. I may go away from him, but he will never go away from me. As long as I love God and prove my love by obedience, then I must firmly believe whatever happens to be will be for my good. I know that everything I do or everything that happens to me, good or evil, will work out for the glory of God and the good of the whole universe. And I also know that if I myself am willing and obedient, the hand of God is with me, and things will work out for my personal good too. So I must be generous to do and to suffer everything I believe God wants me to do or to suffer. The more generous I am about this, the better I will see and accept God's guidance and care in my life. When I come to the end of my life, I shall see very clearly 
that just as I draw near to God in my obedience, he drew near to me in love. If I have been truly faithful, I shall see how God guided me all through my life and how he directed every event of my life. I shall see how his hand has touched me. And I shall see how he lovingly and wisely arranged each happening, each encounter with others, each situation, everything my whole life long. At last, I shall understand how every event, every person, and every situation in my life was a necessary part of God's work in me. So humility and obedience. I've shared this before perhaps with some of the novices here, but I've often queried, asked myself, you know what? I could say that I love God. I could feel that I love God. I could think that I love God. But I may not love God. I say it. I feel it. I think it, but only God knows whether I love him. But how can I prove to myself that I love God? By my obedience. By humbly accepting what God sends, when he sends it, how he sends it, and me saying yes to it. The major yes at the end of life is made up of many yeses during life. And we have seen this in our friend, in our father, and in our brother. And one last thought. Going back to the beautiful scent when Father Pio Mandato, who received his first Holy Communion from Padre Pio in Italy, Padre Pio told him and his brother the day before the First Communion, he says, if you and your brother fool around, I'm going to smash your head against the altar. (laughs) (laughs) And on the certificate of the First Communion, it said, may your last communion be as beautiful as your first. But little Pio, when he embraced Padre Pio, and the mother brought him over and says, hug hug Padre Pio, and gave him a little embrazio, He turned to his mother and he says, Mommy, Mommy, Padre Pio's tummy smells like roses. So it's a fragrance which emanates. And how do we get perfume? Flowers are crushed. Herbs are crushed. Incense burns away. It's a total self-oblation. It's a saying yes. So we gather together today to thank the Lord for this great opportunity of honoring our brother and our father, Andrew, who has shown us how to love God by saying yes in the small things and saying yes in the one big thing, in giving ourselves And not only simply just preaching the gospel with our lips, which is important even to the ends of the earth, but most importantly, with our lives. May each of us become a pleasing fragrance unto God. May his name be praised.